Today's Shir in Mishnabura Yomi is Daf Pei Zayin Omud Aleph. And we're in the second volume of Mishnabura, and we're going to conclude Emir Tzashem today, Simon Kuf Pei Beis. And we had begun Sif Gimel yesterday, where we explained that a cup that you're making benching on, the kosher bracha for benching, should not be pogum. Pogum we defined as if somebody had drunk from that cup. And the Mechaber continues today at the very top line, and he says, V'afilu shoso mehakad, if somebody drank from the bottle, or mechavetz katano, or from a smaller container, have a pogum. Even though you're going to pour from this bottle into a coast, and the coast will be filled to the top, and the coast itself will not be pogum, but since one drank from the bottle, or from the container that the wine was in, that constitutes a bottle that is pogum, and pouring wine from a, po, a, a pogum bottle into a kos, the wine retains its status of being pogum. However, but if you drank from the barrel, so then the Mechaber says, then we can be a little bit more lenient and say that it doesn't constitute a pogum kos when you now pour it into a cup of wine. We'll see that there are those that disagree, as the Mishnah will bring down. Finally, the Mechaber concludes, If you have water that was drunk from, You can't use that water to fill up a kosher bracha to make it no longer an incomplete cup. You can't use mayim pegumim to make the cup mole. We'll see this din as well inside in a moment. Now let's look at the Mishnah Brewer in Sifkat and Yotes. This is actually from yesterday's year. We didn't finish it up. We'll just look at it. So we said, that if a person spilled a little bit of the wine onto the plate underneath it, that's not considered a coast that is pogum. He didn't drink from the cup. The cup isn't full, though. So the Mishnah Bura says, This is only when a little bit poured out. It still has the status of being a full cup. Or, Or even if a lot spilled off, so he had a six-ounce cup and an ounce spilled off, so now it's not mole, but he then takes the five ounces remaining and pours them into a four-ounce cup, and... This now is fold, vuhu mole. So that would be perfectly good. That's not a pogum in any way. Or you put into it a little bit of of the challah or bread in order to fill up the cup so it again is mole. Because it doesn't have to be filled to the top only because of wine, but if something else lifts it up, Archimedes principle, you'll displace some of the of the of the space there by putting in challah or a little piece of challah, so then it will lift up the whole thing. As long as you have a revitz of wine, that's a kosher bracha, and And as long as the kos isn't considered a missing cup, that is perfectly good, and we'll see this later on in this sif as well. The issue foot number 14 brings down the din of kos male is shuhurak mitzvah lechatchila. This is ideal, lechatchila, but it's not ma'akiv. If you don't have a kos male, you can still do all of these things with this kos. Sif cotton chaf. The Mishnah says heavy pogum. In our case over here, if you drank from the bottle and then you pour it into a cup, that is called pogum. The Machav is telling us over here, anything in this barrel, small barrel, or the bottle is now called pogum if you drank from it. Even though you now pour it into a cup and that cup is filled to the top, it doesn't look like it's pogum. It has a status of being pogum. But we said if you drank from the very large barrel, that's not a problem. If the Mishabur brings down, but there are those that are makbid not to have anybody drink at all from a barrel that does constitute or make the wine inside of it pogum. The Mishabur Paskins, the name of the Morgan Avram, that one should be concerned for this opinion. One shouldn't drink from a spigot, even from a large barrel. That does make it into a barrel that is now pogum. And while the Mechaber says one can be lenient, one lechatila should not rely upon this leniency. 
Then we said if you put in water that's pogum, it's no good. That doesn't remove the status of it being pogum because the water is pogum. The Mishnah in Sifkan Chavbez says, L'chora, amai lo amrinan, kamo, kamo bato. Why, when you pour in the water, do we not say, as we'll say later on, kamo besifhei, that it's bato, the little bit of water that you put in is bato to the underlying wine, which is perfectly good. So he suggests maybe in the name of the prima godim the efshur demayri shayayin chai because the wine over here is undiluted it's raw wine which wasn't potable the efshur lishtos believe it's not able to it's too strong it can't be drunk until you add the water therefore lekach therefore it can't nullify the water that's put in because it doesn't yet have the shame itself of being wine until you pour in the water sif dalit. The Mechaber writes, If the people around the table had a pogum coast, they had drunk from their cup, and now they're going to need it for some other purpose. We pour from the person who's making the kosher bracha, the non-pogum coast, he can pour some of the wine from his cup, we'll see when he does this, into all of the cups of the people at the table that are pogum, and that makes them no longer pogum. However, he brings down, There is an opinion that's brought down in the name of the Ra'ah, that you don't have to do this. It's not necessary. Only the person who's making the bracha can't have a kos pogum, but the other people, they can't have a kos pogum. And then the Ra'ah adds, this din will be seen as well, the ayin lekamen simen kufzadi, the simen reish ayin aleph. These halachos can be seen in those simonim as well. The Mishnah Buri in Sivkat and Gimel explains that when we're talking here, if all of the other cups of the people around the table are pogum, you should have the person making the bracha from the non-pogum cup pour into them, pirish. The Mishnah explains, Often, each one of the individuals at the table has a cup in front of them. And if they had drunk from this, it's now pogum. If for whatever the reason, a new bari priyagafen has to be made. They weren't expecting, let's say, or nimlach, they weren't expecting to get another cup. So now they have to make a new bari priyagafen. So they have a kos pogum. In order that they shouldn't be drinking over here from a kos pogum that they've made a brach on or had listened to the brach of his bari priyagafen in Sudamain, and now they're drinking from it and it's a kos pogum. So even though in this situation, they're not the ones making the bracha, so this opinion holds, and nevertheless, they should still have a non-kos pogum over here. And therefore, the Bavarech, who made the bar priyagafen, should take from his kos and pour a little bit into each person's cup, kodim shiishta, before he drinks from it. The Isakim pigim and in this way, the pogum status of their cups will be nullified. The ishtukula mikoshen pogum, in this way, everybody will now drink from a kos that is not pogum. In the Ber Heitev, in Oz Ches, he says that you bedaft have to pour into their kosos before the person who made the bracha drinks from his kos. The kulam yishtu mikoshen pogum. In this way, everybody will drink from a kos that's not pogum. But he says, that the guy who made the bracha first drinks, and then he pours into all of their cups. So, he brings down the name of the taz. That doesn't make any sense, because now that kos is pogum. So by pouring from a pogum kos into their pogum kos, how will that rectify the situation that their cups are pogum? And indeed, the issue footnote number 15 brings down that before he drinks, they should pour it, as we'll learn in Simon Kuftzadi, she'ara la'achar bracha kodem timoso. He should pour it after he's made the bracha, but before he's drunk from his coast into all of the other kosos. 
Mr. Burr Sivkotin Chavdalad writes that he takes from his close broch and pours into the others. If he's the only one that has a cup in his hand, even though he's then going to pass his cup around and they're going to all drink from his cup, and by definition, as we just said, that's already a kos pogum, that's not a problem. Because when the brach was made on it, it was a kosholem, and they're all eating, so to say, drinking over here as if they were him, and therefore it's like one person all drank from this coast that was Shalim and not Pogam, and therefore it's not a problem. The issue foot number 16 brings down, how can you do this? How can other people drink from a person we brought down previously that you shouldn't do so? Because it's disgusting to some people, and they may get so sick, but they're embarrassed to say they don't want to drink from it, that they could get really sick from it. So he brings down from Shlomo Zalman Zatzal, Shalom Yishtem Yakos You shouldn't do this. And why would you think, just because it's a mitzvah, that this din doesn't apply? However, the Stechemer disagrees and says a kosher mitzvah is different and it's not considered a problem. This explains the minute by many that they'll have the shrayim from the Rebbe's coast, that's not considered a problem. Similarly, Dear Shufut number 17 says that by Kiddush, the same thing applies. Once the person who's making Kiddush drinks from it and he passes the cup around, the other people are able to drink from it. It's not considered a kos pogum. They're all considered shekulam boyin mikoach harishon. They're all coming from the first person's status, so to say, and it's not a kos pogum. Furthermore, at the end of this footnote, he brings down the name of Shlomo Zalman and Renis and Karlitz, that if they don't have the coast in front of them, but you're going to then pour into their cup, in this situation, you don't have to be medoctic like the Taz said, you should not drink and then first pour into their cups and only drink afterwards. But here, even if you drank and you then pour into their cups, it's not a problem because this is the same idea, that they're really coming on your behalf and they don't have their own coast in front of them, even though you're now pouring it into a coast in front of them. Mishnah Bruce of Cotton he then brings down that the Machaber said, that you don't have to be concerned about this, because the Svi relay, this opinion holds, the low Kaptin on Akos Pogum, that there is no concept of a Kos Pogum, El only for the one that's making the Bracha. The low and not all the people that are gathered around that may be Yotze with his Bracha, we don't care if they have a Kos Pogum. And the Mishnah Bruce of Cotton brings down the Ramah, who said, this din is brought down elsewhere, wrote Salomar, the Shom Sosam of Machaber, Kisari There, the Machaber doesn't hold like this Yesh Misha Omer, but is more. Mechayev over here that even the Mesubin should not have a Kos Pogum. Sif Hey. The Mechaber writes, Im yayin shol kos pogum If you poured back from the Kos Pogum into the bottle of wine. So you have a Kos Pogum, you drank from it, you didn't finish it all off, and for whatever the reason, you're now pouring it back into the bottle. Hayayin shemakam kosher. The wine in the bottle doesn't become Pogum by the fact that you poured in a little bit of wine. Why? This is the reasoning we brought down before, Mishum, the Kama, Kama bottle. Every drop that you pour in over here becomes bottle to the good wine inside the bottle, and therefore the status of being Pogum is nullified and absorbed. So by the time you pour the whole thing in, it's all nullified, and it's no longer considered a Kos Pogum. Mishnah Burin Siv Katan Chavzayin explains, Vidafka Bidiyavid, you should not do this. This only works after the fact that, okay, now what's Taloch? It's not considered Pogum. One should not do this. The proper way to do this is to take your coast pogum, pour a little bit of additional wine into it, remove the status of pogum, and then pour it back, as we'll explain in a moment in Sivvah. The Achakach, and then you can pour it back into the bottle, and then and then certainly everybody would agree that this is perfectly good to do it this way. Here's your foot number 18 brings down. The reasoning behind this, what Shlomo Zalman says, you shouldn't do this because you're taking something that is pogum, and you're going and making it not pogum, you shouldn't do that. What about on Shabbos? So you're allowed to do this on Shabbos. So he brings down the Shulchan Aruch and Simon Reish Ayin Aleph and the Mishnah Bur over there. Mutter Hadavri, you're allowed to do this on Shabbos 
even though you are being mesakinate, it's not a problem. However, the Yeshua Yaakov brings down that it is mechzeki mesakin. It looks like you're fixing something on Shabbos and you shouldn't do this. However, Shlomo Zalman says that even the different Yeshua Yaakov only applies under certain situations. For example, when you're adding only a little bit of wine and you're not really fixing anything in that way and According to those opinions, you have to add a lot of wine. So that looks mechzeki masakin. But if you hold like the opinions that say, as we do, that you can add a little bit of wine and be masakin, then it's not even a problem according to the Yeshua's Yaakov. Siv katan chavchetz in the Mishnah When you're pouring in this pogum wine into the bottle, you have to make sure that the bottle has more wine in it than the coast pogum, because otherwise it won't be able to be nullified. Siv vav. The Mechaber writes, Yecholun l'sakin kos pogum aydei shiosifumat yayin. As we've already brought down, you can correct a kos pogum by pouring in a little bit of wine that removes the pogum status. Va'afilu aydei shiosifolov mayin miskan. And adding, as we'll see, any liquid here, the Mechaber tells us water, any liquid would be fine, water certainly would be fine over here, in order to take away the pogum status. The Mishnah Buruh in Sivkot and explains, the Indian pogum ain't no posl mamash, because something that's pogum is not awesome, it's not like you're eating treif over here. It's a temporary type of, of ba'alma. It's just a blemish. Because something was drunk from it that makes it into pogum, and therefore you can return it to its pristine state. When you add a little bit of wine or even water, that corrects the pogum state. It's no longer had been, been drunk from in the sense that you replaced what, so to say, was drunk. Sivkat Lamed, the Mechaber stated that water is good. The Davkuk Shayayin Chazuk. The Mishnah Burah qualifies it and says it's only when it was very strong wine and it needed water to be put into it. Sheno Miskalka And the water therefore doesn't ruin it. However, he also points out, this doesn't only apply to water, he brought down the name of the El Yerabah, that this applies even for other beverages, as long as it won't ruin the wine, so anything that you put into it removes the pogum status. Sivkot and Aleph, it removes the pogum status. And again, as we pointed out, as long as the thing that you're pouring in there to correct it wasn't pogum itself, that wasn't drunk from itself. Because otherwise, because you can't use pogum beverage to go and correct a pogum beverage. And this is Layesh Omen Basiv Gimel, the Gamayim Nifkam Bishia. This is true that the opinion according to the opinion that we brought down that even water has the status of being pogum. Finally we conclude the simon with Siv Zayin. Bishasatrak under extenuating circumstances, Mivarkana Kos Pogum. If you don't have any choice, there's no way to correct it, then you are allowed to make a brach on a Kos Pogum. It's not Osir, it's not Traif, it's not something that is absolutely forbidden and you should try to correct it, but if you can't, then you still can make a bracha on a pogum kos. Mishnah Bur explains in Sivkat and Beis, She'ein lo kos We're talking about we have no other way to go and correct it. You don't have another cup of wine. Ve'en lo be'mele sakin And you have no additional beverage that you can pour into this. The kamash walan, and the chiddush over here of the mechaber. The hava, I mean, I might have said, in this situation, we have a kos pogum, the muta levarch, below kos klal. Better that you should not bench ala kos. Kamash walan, the chiddush over here is, the Indian pogum urak lechachila, that it's still better to bench on a coast pogum because pogum is only a problem lechachila. Im better not to use a coast pogum if you have alternatives. But if you don't have any alternatives, it's better to use a post coast pogum than to not use a coast at all. Then the Mishnah brings down Kosuachronim, brings down the name of various Achronim, Keshitzarach Lavarach, Kos Pogum, that when you do have to make a brach on a Kos Pogum, so 
is a suggestion that you can take advantage of. So let's say the coast was a six-ounce cup and you drank from it, so it's only five ounces left. You don't have any way to correct it. In the actual coast cut, and if you have a four-ounce cup, hamachzik revias, that still holds the revias, yishpoch me'agod l'socho. Take the five ounces that you have in the six-ounce cup and pour four of them into a four-ounce cup. So even though it's still pogum, you've a little bit corrected it because now at least it's molly. Others say that you can also, as we've already pointed out earlier, you can go take a piece of bread and put it into the cup and elevate the cup and remove the pogum status in this way. However, Vatur the tour did not like this. The Lomahani is He says this doesn't really work to remove the Pikim status. All it does is makes it mole. And in fact, if it's not pogum, you just only had five ounces of wine, and you're pouring it from a bottle, it's not pogum, and you're pouring it into a six-ounce cup. And you already have a revis of wine. Five ounces is certainly a revis of wine, according to all the deos. In this situation, everybody agrees. So then put in a little bit of bread, fill it up to the top now, because of the displacement, the bread will displace it, the water, the wine, and it will go all the way up to the top of the cup. And he says, you should only do this with dafko bechaticha. Only do this with one piece. Don't pour in a whole bunch of crumbs. The baharbe yesh will be shul mius because otherwise it's disgusting. And we have the rule that a person should always give a kodesh baruch with the good stuff. And here now you're giving him basically the bad stuff. And he says the exact opposite. Normally, if you have crumbs in your cup, you should clear the crumbs from the cup before you make the bracha. As we learn in Simon Kuf Pe Gimel Sif Aleph. The issue for the number 19 brings down in the name of Rav Pecha Scheinberg Zatzal that it would be preferable instead of using bread to put in a little bit of sugar or something like that to put in a sugar cube because this way it won't be disgusting. This concludes Simon Kuf Bey Bey's and it will start Simon Kuf Pe Gimel which teaches us Hamavarech Ech Yisnaig Bekosho Bechasavazan How should the person actually conduct himself when he benches Alakos? So the Mechabah starts off and he says, Koshal bracha ton hadocha mi bifnim ushtifa mi bechutz. The cup that you're going to bench on, you should rinse it out, wash it out from the inside and from the outside. Dirshu footnote number one explains the difference between hadocha and shtifa. He brings down from the Lek and Ayosher that hadocha is a greater cleaning than shtifa. So the inside of the cup has to be cleaned better than the outside of the cup. But you should have a nice clean cup. It's covered for the bracha. And the Mishnah Bruin Sif Kart and Aleph brings down, for din in Kincho Bimapa, you don't have to only rinse it out with water if you wiped it out with some sort of a towel, Achunaki, until it's clean, Dishari, that would also be acceptable. The idea is to have a clean cup, Lav Dafka, that has to be rinsed out with water. The Mechaber continues and he says, Vimunaki, if the cup is already clean, the Einbo Shiure Kosos, Einotzarach. If there's nothing left inside of the cup, the cup is already clean, then this din is not Ma'akeb. You don't have to do this. There's no reason to do this. The Mishnah Buri in some cotton base explains, Shiure Yayin Shasharabo Pas. We're talking here that there are no crumbs in there, there's nothing inside this cup, and therefore it's clean, it has no leftover bread or, or, or other things in the cup, no leftover beverage in the cup, so then it's considered a perfectly good cup. Issue foot number two points down that this isn't something about it being disgusting or not. It's your cup. You wouldn't mind drinking from it. Nevertheless, Rapinko Scheinberg's that Sal brings down, you have to get rid of all these crumbs, all the little uh, debris in there that's not proper that you should make a bracha on such a cup. Because even though you may not be disturbed by it, this Indian of Hadacha is for a covered for HaKodesh Baruch Hu because of this idea, you should give HaKodesh Baruch Hu from the best. Dish foot number three brings down a very, very important idea. He brings down from Merinus and Karol Shlita. You may have dull on the cup. 
that you make Kiddush on, you make Abdullah on. And then you clean it out and you put it away for next Shabbos. So next Friday night, you take out this cup. It's already been cleaned. And you have it in a place where it's protected so it didn't get dirty. So Rav Nissan Karol, it says, You don't have to rinse it out again before Shabbos. This is what I assume many people rely upon when they bring a nice clean cup out to the table from the cupboard. They don't go and necessarily wash it and rinse it out again. The previous hadacha that you did last week works for this now. It still is in effect as long as the cup is clean. And he says, likewise, from Friday night to Shabbos lunch, so when the person cleaned out his cup Friday night and put it away, he doesn't have to do hadacha on it Shabbos morning when he makes Kiddush alakos for lunch. Likewise, if you have shiur yayin shal mitzvah, if you have some wine left over in the cup, there was a mitzvah cup, for example, on Pesach night, then the first cup, you don't have to go rinse it out in between the first cup and the second cup. This concludes today's shiur.